Shalom. Greetings. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. Today we are looking at this week's Torah portion. Let me go ahead and start by reading you the portion summary. The eighth reading from the book of Genesis is named Vaishlach, which means, and he sent. The title comes from the very first verse of the reading, which says, Then Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. So it starts with Genesis chapter 32, verse 3. Jacob prepares to meet Esau as he returns to the promised land, but first he has a mysterious encounter with an angel in the darkness who changes his name to Yisrael. The portion follows Jacob's adventures in the land of Canaan, including the loss of his beloved wife, Rachel. So here's kind of the outline. Jacob sends presents to try to appease Esau. Then he wrestles with this mysterious being at Phenel or Penel or Peniel is really how you would probably say it. Jacob and Esau meet. Jacob reaches Shechem. Then you have the rape of Dinah, Jacob's daughter, which starts a whole thing because then Dinah's brothers avenge their sister. Jacob returns to Bethel. Then you have the birth of Benjamin, which leads to the death of Rachel, Rachel. Then you have the death of Isaac. Then you have Esau's descendants and clans and the kings of Edom. So that is what is on the agenda for this morning. All right. Genesis chapter 32, starting with verse 3, all the way through 36. Let's begin. King James Bible. Starting with verse 3. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau his brother into the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban, and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses and flocks and men servants and women servants, and I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him, and the flocks and the herds and the camels, into two bands. And he said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saith unto me, Return unto thy country, and to thy kindred, and I would deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother and the, and the mother with the children. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good, and make thy seed as the sand of sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night, and he took of which came to his hand a present for Esau his brother, 
200 she-goats, 20 he-goats, 200 ewes, and 20 rams, 30 milk camels with their colts, 40 kine, and 10 bulls, 20 she-asses, and 2 foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servant to every drove by themselves, and said unto his servants, Pass over before me, and put a space between drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother meeteth thee, and askest thee, saying, Who art thou, and whither goest thou, and who are these goods before thee? Then thou shalt say, They be thy servant Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau, and behold, also he is behind us. And so commanded he the second and third, and all that followed the drove, saying, On this manner shall ye speak unto Esau when ye find him. And say ye moreover, Behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me, and afterward I will see his face, peradventure he will accept me. So went the present over before him, and he and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up that night, and took his two wives, and his two women servants, and his eleven sons, and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them, and he sent them over the brook, and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. And he wrestled with him, and he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Yisrael. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God's face face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that, sh that shrank. All right. Let's take a pause for a minute. So Jacob's really nervous about running to his brother Esau. If you remember 20 years ago or so in the story, uh, Esau swore he was going to kill Jacob, right? That was why uh, Rebecca sent Jacob to, his, to her brother Laban. And of course, Jacob is blessed there and builds a life. And now he's acquired all these flock. He's got 11 sons. He's got four wives. I mean, he's got... You know, he's got Rachel and Leah, plus both of their women servants. And so he's accumulated all this stuff, so he's thinking that if he sends all this wealth up to Esau, who's coming with 400 men of his own, that Esau will maybe not be so angry. But just in case, he's broken up his, kind of his party into groups, thinking, well, if Esau is angry and he just starts to smite the first group, then maybe the other groups can escape. 
Then he lays down. He goes by himself. It says that he took him, he sent him over the brook, and, he had, and Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Now, if you read commentaries, it, there's no shortage of opinions about what all this is and what's going on as Jacob wrestles with this mysterious person in the night. And Jacob, the thing about Jacob is he's not letting go, right? So they're wrestling, but he refuses to let go until he's blessed. And I just, that's what's been coming to my mind as I'm thinking about this. I want to share some other scriptures with you real quick, and then we'll move on through the story. So Jacob's wrestling with this man. He, you know, it's debatable. Is it an angel? Is it a Christophany? You know, is it God? You know, what's going on here? And there's endless debates about this. But let's just kind of try to understand the point of it all. So Jacob's wrestling and he's refusing to let go until he's blessed, right? And of course he is. His name is changed to Israel, right? Yisrael. And he is blessed, but it comes at a little bit of a cost. He's he is he's humbled, right? He walks away, but he's now he's got a limp for the rest of his life, right? Like his his hip was taken out of socket. Here's what I'm thinking about. Here's here's just what's been coming to my mind. This idea of wrestling with God and refusing to stop wrestling with God until you get an answer, until he blesses you. I'm thinking about this parable that uh, we we see in Luke chapter 18, the Luke of uh, the parable of the persistent widow, as it may be called. Eight verses. Let me just read it to you real quick. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always pray and not faint. In other words, it's this idea of praying without giving up, right? Well, I prayed and it didn't happen. Or it's this idea of refusing to stop, refusing to give up. Verse 2 saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came at him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Oh, man, this is jumping out at me right now. Here's the point that Jesus is making with this parable. He's like, look, if an unjust judge will eventually give out justice because the widow just refuses to give up. She's just persistent every day. I'm coming and I'm going to ask you to do this. Jesus is like, how much more will God do to those who cry to him day and night? And then he says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. 
you know, the book of James, I'm not going to pull it up right now, but he basically says there's two reasons that prayers are unanswered. Number one, lack of faith. Lack of faith. You don't believe. You pray, but you don't believe. And the second reason is impure motives. You ask with the wrong intent. There's some things that I've been wrestling with God with for almost a decade. And I still come to him every morning. And what's interesting is for the last, I don't know, six months maybe, I've been reminding him of this parable. Not that God needs reminding, but it's your way of saying, hey, this is what your word says. And I've been reminding him, and I say, before I get into this request that I have, I say, God, I'm, I'm coming to you like the persistent widow. And I'm not going to stop coming to you with this thing until I get an answer. And look, it's not like a way to try to manipulate God or something like that. It's, it's showing, hey, you said this in your word. I'm believing your word by faith. And I'm coming to you with this thing. And I'm not going to stop coming to you. And Jacob's wrestling with God. I'm not going to stop until you bless me. So there's my commentary on that section, and I hope that it's blessed you a little bit this morning. All right, let me just read. we got a lot to get through. Chapter 33, verse 1. And Jacob lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and behold, Esau came, and with him four hundred men. And he divided the children unto Leah, and unto Rachel, and unto his two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. All right, please note. I mean the 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 family issues are just ridiculous, and you can see why in the future the brothers are just going to despise Joseph. I mean, I'm not giving them, making excuses for them, but you see how this started from the very very beginning. Imagine that you're Leah. And he says, okay, Leah, you and you children, you're going to go ahead of Rachel and her one son. Okay, because, you know, I'm putting things in order of importance. But don't worry, I put the two handmaids and their children ahead of you. <laughs> so it's like, you guys go to Esau first. And if he kills all of you, then Rachel and Rachel and Joseph can escape. Right? I mean, that's, that's essentially what's exactly taking place here. Oh, man. And he passed over before them, and he bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him, and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. And he lifted up his eyes, and he saw the women and the children, and he said, Who are these? Who are these? those with thee? And he said, The children which God has graciously given thy servant. Then the handmaids came near, they and their children, and they bowed themselves, and Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves, and after came Joseph near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. Oh, I'm rereading verse 8. And he said, What meanest thou by all these drove which I met? And he said, These are to find grace in thy sight of my Lord. And Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep thou that thou hast unto thyself. And Jacob said, Nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand. For therefore I have seen thy face as though I had seen the face of God. And thou wast pleased with me. Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought to thee, because God hath dwelt graciously with me, and because I have enough. 
and he urged him and he took it. And he said, let us take our journey and let us go and I will go before thee. And he said unto him, my Lord knoweth that the children are tender and the flocks and herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrove them one day and all the flock will die, let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before a servant, and I will lead on softly according as the cattle goeth before me, and the children be able to endure, until I come unto my Lord unto Seir. And Esau said, Let me now leave with thee some of the flock that are with me. And he said, What needeth it? Let me find grace in thy sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way unto Seir. And Jacob journeyed unto Sukkoth and built him a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore the name of the place was called Sukkot. And Jacob came to Shalem, a city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came to Padadam Aram, and pitched his tent before the city. And he brought parallel of the field where he had spread his tent at the hand of his children of Hamar, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of money. And he erected there an altar and called it Elo. El Elohi Israel. Alright. Chapter 34. And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem the son of Hamar the Hivite, the prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and defiled her. And his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel, and spake kindly unto the damsel. And Shechem spake unto his father Hamar, saying, Get me this damsel to wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. Now his sons were with his cattle in the field, and Jacob held his peace until they were come. And Hamar, the father of Shechem, went out unto Jacob to communicate with him, to commune with him. And the sons of Jacob came out of the field when they heard it. And the men were grieved, and they were very wroth, because he had wrought folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which this thing ought not to be done. And Hamar communed with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you give her him to wife, and make you marriage with us, and give your daughters unto us, and take our daughters unto you. And you shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell, and trade you therein, and get you possessions therein. And Shechem said unto her father, and unto her brethren, Let me find grace in your eyes, and what ye shall say unto me I will give. Ask me never so much dowry and gift, and I will give according to you shall say unto me, but give me the damsel to wife. And the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamar, his father, deceitfully, and said, Because he has defiled Dinah, their sister. And they said unto him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised, for that were a reproach unto us. But in this we will consent to you, if you will be as we be, that every male of you be circumcised. Then we will give our daughters unto you, and we will take your daughters unto us, and we will dwell with you and we will become one people. But if you will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then we will take our daughters, and we will be gone. And their words pleased Hamar, and Shechem Hamar's son. Alright. So, this guy, I believe Shechem, right? 
And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamar, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and defiled her. So Shechem takes Dinah, and the assumption is that it was rape. Um, and now the father is come to Jacob and the sons of Jacob and saying, Hey, we want her. My son's soul cleaves to her like he's madly in love with her now. We'll do whatever you want. We'll give you whatever you want. And it says that the sons of Jacob decided to do a little trick. And so they say, hey, we can't intermingle with you. Uh, you're not circumcised, right? So try to imagine these are going to be grown men going through with circumcision. Okay. So it's all leading up to a, a crazy trick here. Verse 18, And their words pleased Hamar and Shechem, Hamar's son. And the young men deferred not to do the thing because he had delight in Jacob's daughter. And he was more honorable than all the house of his father. And Hamar and Shechem, his sons, came unto the gate of their city and communed with the men of their city, saying, These men are peaceable with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade therein. For the land, behold, it is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us for wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only herein will the men consent to us to dwell with us to be one people, if every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. Shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Only let us consent unto them, and they will dwell with us. So they go back to the city, and they're like, look at all these guys. Look at their daughters. They've got all this livestock and wealth. Let's go ahead and do this thing they've asked us to do. Let's get circumcised so we can basically acquire all their stuff. Verse 24. And unto Hamar and unto Shechem his son hearkened all that went out of the gate of his city, and every male was circumcised all that went out of the gate of his city. And it came to pass in the third day, when they were sore, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brethren, took each man his sword and came upon the city boldly and slew all the males. And they slew Hamar and Shechem his sons with the edge of the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went out. So basically, they ask him to get circumcised. They wait three days till they're really, really sore and, you know, struggling. Levi and Simeon go in, a rescue mission basically. They slaughter the men and take Dinah back. This is quite the story. Verse 27, the sons of Jacob came upon the slain and spoiled the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their sheep and their oxen, their asses, which was in the city, that which was in the field, all of their wealth and all of their little ones and their wives they took captive and spoiled even all that was in the house. And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have troubled me to make me to stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And I being few in number, they shall gather themselves together against me and slay me. And I shall be destroyed, I and my house. And they said, Should he deal with our sister as with a harlot? And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face, fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. 
Let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make thee an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel, he and all of his people that were with him. And he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. But Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried beneath Bethel under the oak, and the name of it was called Alon Bakuth. And God appeared unto Jacob again, and he came out of Padaram, and he blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob, thy name shall not be called more Jacob, but Yisrael shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply, a nation and company of nations shall be of thee. The king shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I have gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee I will give it. And to thy seed after thee will I give the land. And God went up from him into the place where he talked with him. And Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone. And he poured a drink offering thereon and poured oil thereon. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him Bethel. And they journeyed from Bethel, and there was built, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had a hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Oni. But his father called his name Benjamin. And Rachel died and was buried in the way of Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave, that is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. And Israel journeyed, and spread his tent beyond the tower of Eder. And it came to pass, when Israel dwelt in the land, that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine. And Israel heard it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob, firstborn, and Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, and Ishkar, and Zublan. The sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. And the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's handmaid, Dan, and Naphtali. And the sons of, Zilf, of Zilfna. Leah's handmaid, Gad and Asher, these are the sons of Jacob, which were born to him in Padam Aram. All right, let's take a minute to try to understand what's going on here. So Rachel conceives, and while she's giving birth to Benjamin, she dies. And she called his name Benoni. And that's, uh, I want to take just one second. I'm just pulling everything up here. Bear with me. She called his name Benoni, but Jacob changed it to Benjamin. Okay, so that's verse 18. The thing is, is in Hebrew, the names matter. All names matter, right? So Benoni means son of my sorrow. In Hebrew, the word Ben means Son, so you might hear Yeshua ben David, right? Jesus, son of David. Um, 
that bin. Or in Genesis chapter 6, when the sons of God come down and intermingle with the women, right? B'nai Elohim, that's what that means. So, Benoni, son of my sorrow, is what she called him as she's dying. But Jacob changed it to Benjamin, which means son of the right hand. Okay. But that's not the craziest part of the story. Here's something that it just kind of says in passing, and we'll see if this has any uh, bearing later on. And it came to pass when Israel dwelt in a land that Reuben, so that's his eldest, went and laid with Bilhah, his father's concubine. Bilhah was one of one of Jacob's wives, right? Not his main wives, Leah and Rachel, but his concubine. And his eldest son lays with her. And it says that Israel heard it, so he heard about it. And then it goes on to give genealogy. So keep that in mind. Verse 27, And Jacob came unto Isaac his father. So we're starting chapter... Well, we're not quite to 36 yet. Verse 27, And Jacob came into his, to Isaac his father, unto Mamre, unto the city of Abra, which is in Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac sojourned. And the days of Isaac were a hundred and fourscore years. And Isaac gave up the ghost and died, and was gathered unto his people. Being old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. So now we're going to read chapter 36 here. 43 verses and then we'll be done. Now these are the generations of Esau who is in Edom. Esau took his wives, the daughters of Canaan, Adah and the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and Aholabimah, the daughter of Anah, the daughter of Zibion, the Hivite, and Bashamath, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebajoth. And Adah bare to Esau Ilphaz, and Bashamath bare Ruel. And Aholabamah bare Jewish and Jaalam and Korah. These are the sons of Esau, which were born to him in the land of Canaan. And Esau took his wives and his sons and his daughters and all the persons of his house and the cattle and all his beasts and all the substance which he had gotten in the land of Canaan and went into the country from the face of his brother Jacob. For their riches were more than that they might dwell together. And the land wherein they were strangers could not bear them because of their cattle. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau was Edom. These are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites of Mount Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Eliphaz, the son of Ada, the wife of Esau. Ruel, the son of Bashamoth, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Timenon, Omar, Zepho, and Getam, and Kenaz. And Timnah was concubine to Ilphaz, Esau's son, and she bare to Ilphaz Amalek. These were the sons of Ada, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Ruel, Nahathoth, and Zorah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were the sons of Bashamoth, Esau's wife. And these were the sons of Abilmah, the daughters of Anna, the daughter of Zibion, Esau's wife, and she bare to Esau Jeush. And Jalam and Korah, these were the dukes of the sons of Esau, the sons of Ilphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, Duke Timon, Duke Amor, Duke Zilpho, Duke Kanaz, Duke Korah, Duke Katam, and Duke Emelech. These are the dukes that came of Ilphaz in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Adah. And these are the sons of Ruel, Esau's son, Duke Nathah, Duke Nahath, 
Duke Zarah, Duke Shammah, Duke Mizah, and these are the dukes that came of Ruel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Bashamath, Esau's wife. And these are the sons of Ahilamomah, Ahilobamah, Esau's wife, Duke Jaush, Duke Jaalam, Duke Korah. These were the dukes that came of Ahilobamah, the daughters of Anah, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Esau, who is Edom, and these are their dukes. There are the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land, Lotan, and Shobal, and Zibion, and Anah, and Dishon, and Ezer, and Dishon, and these are the dukes of the Horites, the children of Seir, the land of Edom. And the children of Lotan were Hori, and Hamam, and Lotan's sister, Timnah. And the children of Shobal were these, Elvan, and Maanath, and Ebal, Shepo, and Anam. And these are the children of Zibion, both Ajah and Anah. This was that Anah found the mules in the wilderness as he fed the asses of Zibion, his father. And the children of Anah were these, Dishon and Ahilabomah, the daughter of Anah. And these are the children of Dishon, Hedom, Ishban, Ithron, and Charon. The children of Ezar are these, Bilhan and Zavan and Akan. And the children of Dishon are these, Uz and Aran. These are the dukes that came, the Horites, Duke Latan, Duke Shabal, Duke Zibion, and Duke Anah, Duke Dishan, Duke Izar, Duke Dishan. These are the dukes that came of Hori, among the dukes in the land of Seir. And these are the kings that reigned in the land of Eden before there reigned any king over the children of Israel. And Bela the son of Borah reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dihabanah. Dihabah. And Bela died, and Jacob the son of Zerah, the Boraz, reigned in his stead. Or, I'm sorry, not Jacob. Jobab the son of Zerah, of Boraz, reigned in his stead. And Jobab died, and Husham of the land of Timony reigned in his stead. And Husham died, and Hadan the son of Badad, who smote Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his stead. And the name of his city was Avith. And Hadad died, and Shamlah of Masrach reigned in his stead. And Shamlah died, and Saul of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his stead. And Saul died, in the, and Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, reigned in his stead. And Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, died, and Hadar reigned in his stead. And the name of the city was Pau, and his wife's name was Methaabel, the daughter of Metrid, the daughter of Mezahab. And these are their names of the dukes that came of Esau, according to their families and their places by their names, Duke Timnah, Duke Avala, Duke Jetheth, Duke Ahalabamah, Duke Allah, Duke Pinyan, Duke Kenez, Duke Timon, Duke Mizbar, Mibzar, Duke Megadel, Duke Aram. These be the dukes of Edom, according to their inhabitants of the land of their possession. He is Esau, the father of the Edomites. And that is the end of chapter 36 and the end of our Torah portion for this morning. Yes, it did end with a long genealogy of Esau. Now, to us, there's not a lot of relevance necessary to these things, right? But if you were reading this as a, as a Jew or a, as an Israelite, you know, you would be making these connections. Okay, that's where that king came from. That's where that ruler came from. Okay, and you can kind of trace back genealogies. 
it adds even more confirmation to the truth of the scriptures because you can go point out these things historically. There is a purpose and a point to them. Okay. Uh, but admittedly, it's hard to read through all those names at times. That is the end of our study for this morning. I pray that you've been blessed. Think about that wrestling with God and the persistent widow and that last word that Jesus says in Luke chapter 18, verse 8 there. I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Hmm. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.